Hey guys, your girl Nia J here. And I'm here with the wonderful Pamela Nicole. What's we, up? What's up? We got another episode of Dynasty, Dynasty Queens, Queens coming right up. But really quickly before we get started, today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Fashion Nova. Make sure you go and check out their new hot summer fashions. Get that 40% off, those cute, trendy new looks and styles. And don't forget to scan the QR code right here at the bottom of the screen. Tell them your girl Nia J sent you too. Ew. <laughs> Okay, so oh, honey. All right. You know, I remember um prior we kind of touched base on like the whole mental health situation. Yeah. So I wanted us to to revisit that and you know, people go through things in life. So I had a question for you. What's up? When it comes to like mental health and awareness, do you think that sometimes people when they're going through things, um what are some of the signs when people are like hiding? you know, what's really going on? You know, honestly, from just from experience and just being around people that have things going on, Mm -hmm. they tend to be very anxious. Okay. For one that I noticed. And then for two, it's a lot of the blame game is what I call it. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's this person's fault. It's never like their fault or Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like the term like victimizing other people. Okay. um, And just putting that on other people that way you know it's not so like the attention is not so much onto them not so much on them yeah yeah so i guess with that being said um we have to be able to like differentiate between someone who's being a complete asshole Mm -hmm. and someone who's actually going through like a mental crisis um and that can be hard to do because we all have like our own stuff that we deal with yeah for sure in life so i'm trying to think and wonder you know, what are some ways that we can kind of talk to people that we love and care about and figure out how we can help them without making them seem weak? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of time, they don't like to come and ask for help. Right, right. You know, it it doesn't make you seem weak, but in their mind, it can. So what are some things that we can do to kind of like coax and be like, hey, you know, let me figure out what's going on with you without being so like abrasive. With right. Um, a really great way of dealing with that. You can give that person like a journal, just give them a blank notebook or something like a journal that has something that, you know, they like Uh that way it'll make them and motivate them to write down their feelings and anything that's really troubling them at that point in time. Okay. I think that would be a good thing to start with the journal. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, so go with that. I would also suggest like, you can always take somebody to the side and be like, Hey, Without without everybody around to be like, mm-hmm. hey, not really trying to pry, but it just seems like some things are off. Okay. So, you know, you just you can let them know. You can always talk to me. You can let me know what's going on. Facts. And I feel that's like a softer way to lead into that conversation opposed to saying like, hey, your energy is completely off. What the, you know, what the hell is going right. on with you? So um, I think there are different ways to, you know. To talk to that loved one, talk to that person and try to help, you know, coax them through whatever they're dealing with. Um, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's going on since the pandemic. People have oh, lost jobs and for sure. lost homes and, you know, families have been broken. Um, so there's really a lot going on. And I feel that people need counseling now more so than ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let me ask you real quick in regards to that. So I know you didn't mention, you know, pulling the person to the side. Now, let me just plot twist you real quick. Mm-hmm. What if this is someone that is very, you know, hard to deal with, very hard to just talk to, even like something as 
calm and simple as that, which you said, mm-hmm. would be like enough to set them off. What would be plan B in that in that regard? Like to not set them off, you're saying? Like, right, so they don't right. Get upset? So don't, yeah, don't trigger, to not trigger them. Um, I think it's all about your delivery. Okay. I think it's all about your delivery of that person um, to make sure that they're not offended. <laughs> or if they do, you know, get offended, you can kind of like reach out and be like, hey, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't trying to piss you off. I'm just want to let you know that I'm here. Got I think it. it's certain like keywords or phrases you can yeah. use. Let somebody know like, hey, I'm here for you. You can talk to me. Um, you know, exactly. don't feel ashamed if you're going through some mental crisis. Cause I feel at some point in time, we all have been there for sure. For sure. You know, we've all had, we've all been close to our breaking points. And I feel that it's really all about your delivery and how, you know, how you, you know, approach that person. Absolutely. Um, I do remember like when we kind of touched this topic before we talked about like how inadequate, um, the numbers of like people of color are that go, yes. you know, go to therapy opposed to other, you know, ethnic groups or whatever. So, you know, unfortunately, there's a stigma mm-hmm. um, in our community that going to therapy makes you weak. It makes you a quack. It makes you crazy. Right. Um, and I also think it's a matter of finding the right therapist to go to, like really doing your research and your due diligence. And I would say personally, you may want to test a couple of them out, maybe one or two. Oh, yeah. That's always a great idea. Yeah. Go to like a session um, and see if you can relate to that person you're talking to. And if not, then go back through, you know, you know, your uh, provider and see if they can find another person for you. For sure. For sure. And, you know, like just like any kind of relationship that you make with anyone, mm-hmm. a therapist to client relationship is very important because you're you're being ex- as vulnerable as you possibly can mm-hmm. with someone you barely know. So if the vibe is there mm-hmm. at the very get, you can definitely like do two or three sessions just mm-hmm. to see, you know, if that's something that you would be able to manage. Right. But same like a person that you're just meeting and the vibe is off, mm-hmm. you just you don't go back to that person. So right. Same with the therapist. If the vibe is just not there or they're just not really I guess digging deep enough to really get to the root of the issue, mm-hmm. then yeah, I agree with you. Like definitely, definitely find someone different. Yeah, you know. I think another problem with people of color when it comes to getting therapy is they may not have the insurance, and sometimes mm-hmm. the therapist out of pocket can be really, really pricey. Oh yeah. So I have my not a solution, but I have some like ways I think that can alleviate that. What would you say for those who don't have insurance? Like, what are some other routes you can take? Yeah, to get some help. for sure. So um, just personally being through therapy, um, it is very pricey. Uh, even with insurance, some um, therapists do not take insurance at all. Right. Um, you can always go to your local church um, and talk to someone. They usually um, advise you and then they give you free um, advice as well. So mm-hmm. that's always an option to go to your if you're religious and you yeah. do uh, attend a church to attend your church and ask for information for counseling. Right. For mm-hmm. sure. I agree. I feel like regardless, there's no excuse. There's always somebody that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, suicides have been rampant yes. and it's just, I feel like after the pandemic, a lot of people kind of like sat and thought about the ways their life wasn't going, you know, yeah. <laughs> in the direction that they wanted to go to. But um, I really feel that some natural remedies to help with, you know, maybe some slight depression, not, you know, I'm not a clinical psychologist or doctor or Mm -hmm. anything like that, 
But some things that help me, like if I'm just going through something, um, like walking outside, you know, exercise as well. Um, cardio actually does help with anxiety and with depression. That's oh, nice. been, you know, clinically, clinically proven. proven yeah. yeah, for sure. So I always feel if I'm having a bad day. Sometimes I still push myself to go to the gym and work out. And then I feel like a sense of like, what do I call it? My head feels clear. When I'm like in the middle of a workout session, I start to feel like euphoria. Yeah. It's almost like a high. And um, that's your natural body telling you that, hey, this feels good. I'm releasing, you know. Endorphins. Endorphins and and all that good stuff. And that definitely does help um, to some extent. Um, But I do think that some people do need you know, possibly uh, real real therapy and oh, yeah. possibly even medication. Yeah, just depending on, like, the situation. Yeah. Let me ask you something. As far as, you know, I talk to my mom about this a mm-hmm. lot um, as far as, like, mental health. Back in the day, like, the boomers and everything, mm-hmm. I feel like back then, like, people of color, it was just kind of like, oh, you're just acting out. Or you're just in a bad mood. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't taken seriously, one. Yeah. Two, no one really had the funds, like we were just talking about, to right. really go and get clinically diagnosed with something. Yeah. Three, segregation. You oh. know, so there's a lot of factors. And I really feel like um, our up-and-coming elderly and elderly do suffer from a lot more mm-hmm. mental illness. Oh, yeah. For sure. Than, like, the millennials coming up. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I agree. I also feel like a lot of people who may have gone, you know, to war or whatever may have not gotten all of the proper treatment and care. Yeah. Um, I know it was so many vets and stuff. Um, I know they have facilities, but, you know, there's always people that slip through the cracks. So ooh, when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, especially with our elders of color, mm-hmm. they really don't believe in, you know, <laughs> they really don't believe in therapy. And it feels it's sad to say, but I feel like ever since, you know, you mentioned like back in the day, like oppression and segregation right, and stuff right. like that. We kind of been, you know, taught to be strong and just like deal with it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be the first one to say, you don't have to sit there and deal with it at all. You know, you can at talk all. to somebody about it. Um, if you don't have the funds to see a therapist, then you can go to, you know, like a local church or pastor. Um, and then even further than that, if you're, if you're really down and out, they have the suicide hotline too. Yeah, that you can do. call and just have somebody to talk to um, as sure. well. For sure. Mm-hmm. I know growing up, too, like, we were talking about the boomers and everything. Um, my mom raised me to, like, you know, if you're in pain, get over it. If you're mm-hmm. if something is wrong, get over it. You can work through it. And honestly, that, that's built part of my character. Mm-hmm. I don't really complain about much because I can get through it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But – as an adult and growing into like adulthood, there have been some things that I just really physically couldn't and emotionally couldn't handle. Yeah. To where I'm like, what's wrong with me? Right. So I actually did seek therapy mm-hmm. to just kind of figure out myself. Cause sometimes you don't really know, you think you know yourself, mm-hmm. but you don't know yourself. Like you're going through things in your head and it's hard to explain mm-hmm. out loud and what's going on. And I think that's really what people struggle with that are dealing with mental illness and they just don't realize how to speak out loud about exactly Mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah. About exactly what's going on. You know, and there's so many levels of it. Um, you know, I know depression is probably one of the, um, more prevalent ones that people deal with Mm -hmm. anxiety, panic attacks, all of that kind of stuff. Um, 
what do you how do you feel about medication or medicating people who are going through you know a mental crisis should it be just like a temporary thing or long term I definitely think it should be a temporary thing Mm -hmm. because I'm one of these where you have to find an outlet for something like Mm -hmm. if, if you're dealing with something Find like your happy space. So try at least try to find your happy space right. and and just progress with it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you just have such a difficult time getting there, mm-hmm. yeah, medication definitely is an option. But right. I feel like after a while, if you're on that medicine, maybe what a month or two or three, uh-huh. just whatever short term um, time frame that you're on it, mm-hmm. you should be able to focus more on like what exactly made you happy in that time frame before all of this happened right and work towards that you know what i mean that makes sense Mm -hmm. what about you um you know i think other (laughs) something that i've seen like on um the internet and television is they have like those um smash sessions like where um a couple people enroll and you can just like break objects and stuff you can break glass (laughs) and smash things and get your anger out and stuff like that um, sometimes things like that can be therapeutic, you know, just saying like, yeah, just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for sure. For um, sure. so many things you can do. Um, I've even heard like yoga and I really haven't tapped into mm-hmm. that yet, but I hear a lot of people, you know, you have to think like monks and stuff like that. Like right. they, um, know how to center themselves and they get in tune with one. So I think yoga is also a way that you can kind of help with like anxiety and stuff. Now, as far as like the stuff that's out there, like schizophrenia and bipolar. Yeah. um, I feel like medication would be needed. And I I feel like we shouldn't, you know, restrict ourselves. If if you are going through something like schizophrenia, Mm -hmm. medication is needed. Oh, for sure. You have to take medication. There's no way you're not going to be able to function. You know, I feel that doctors are put here. Um, in order to be able to help people. And I think some medications are needed. Now, if it's just like anxiety or something, there's ways to cope. But I'm not going to be the one to judge those who have to take medication. You just want to be really careful because um, I kind of know how (laughs) some of that stuff goes. I've seen people that, for example, were diagnosed with um, anxiety and depression and Mm -hmm. were diagnosed uh, to take like Xanax and stuff like that. And seeing them uh, wean off of it, it's almost the same as being weaned off of like heroin or crack or something. Oh. So it's really, yeah. it's really a touchy, a touchy subject. And you really have to make sure if you're going to medicate mm-hmm. with something like that, make sure it's short term, but they have other medications that are not going to have those. Um, what's it called? The impact of being addicted. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. So I would say speak with your psychiatrist in that regards into, you know, taking medications that mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get hooked on. Because yeah, that's the worst. That can ca- cause a whole other issue absolutely. when you're getting hooked on the medication. So I feel it's really a fine line that you have to walk, unfortunately. It's just, you know, ooh, it's really touchy. You know, and the thing is, too, about, like, all the mental illness, it's, it's always coming from some kind of, like, other drug, like a chemical. It mm-hmm. is a chemical imbalance. I mean... If you really think about it, any mental illness that you are like really going through, Mm -hmm. it is a chemical imbalance in the brain. Mm -hmm. So I've heard things like, you know, marijuana is like a reason that people, you know, if you smoke too much marijuana, you'll develop schizophrenia. I've I've read so many crazy things. But I mean, at the same time, 
<laughs> you know, I, I'm not sure how true that is, but um, that sounds a little far fetched. A little far fetched, very far fetched. You know, and then like the same thing with you know, autism is another. You know, mm. um, I would put it and place it with mental illness really? as well. I definitely would. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I've never, I don't, I've never considered autism to be a mental illness. Okay, I've almost considered it to be kind of more like a, a disability or a challenge, not a disability, more like okay. a challenge. And the only reason I say that I categorize autism with mental illness in a sense and not saying that it's a bad mental illness it's it's definitely different mm-hmm. um those people with autism they're, they're super smart their their intellect is just out of this world right and when i think of you know like a disability or something like that i think more physical okay you know what i mean versus yeah. mental so i look at it that way what do you think i don't know i don't i don't I don't know if autism is clinically diagnosed as a mental illness. I, I've never, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I know it can be a disability, though. It is classified as a disability because mm-hmm. it kind of, it kind of um, prohibits you from being able to function as a normal human. But I don't, I don't think people with autism um, are mentally ill because a lot of them can function. They just have True. to, you know. They do have to go through a, a source of therapy or go to doctors yeah, when yeah, they're young. Sure. I heard, you know, start the kids off young and um, they can grow up because I, I know a couple people who have autism mm-hmm. and they function pretty well pretty as well. adults. Okay. But if you don't get that <laughs> that um, therapy or right. whatever it is they do um, when you're young, it can really have, you know, a really devastating effect um, later in life. Later in life. The reason okay. I don't consider it a mental illness is because I feel mental illness you're not born with it. I feel it's something that kind of develops over time. Okay. And autism, you're kind of born with it out though. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of. Very true. You know? Very true. So I really don't know if it has something to do with like your, the genes, the way the DNA line up, but you know, that's a whole different, because people with autism can be perfectly happy. They don't have to Facts. be depressed or anything very like that. Very true. Very true. But all of it has a fine line. You know? This is true. I feel like it might be like, in like both like a gray mm-hmm. area you know what area. i mean like i said nothing bad about it it's just there's mm-hmm. just different like mental illness not saying it's a negative thing all the time but yeah. there are different aspects to mental illness mm-hmm. so and if, as long as you're getting treatment and you know therapy like you're saying right that's i think reason why i would like put it in that category okay because it is like you do have to get therapy and other things you know what i'm saying so i've just never thought Mm -hmm. of it that way but that's that's an interesting perspective um because now we're talking you know people with other mental you know disorders like you have down syndrome and you have all these other things like I don't. I don't think any of that's classified as like a dis, like a yeah mental illness. mental illness. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I feel a lot of the time with mental illness, it has to be triggered. Mm-hmm. You know. No, I feel that. Like I would say PTSD. Okay, is definitely a mental illness for sure. Um, any type of stress related disorders, um, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, people who suffer from like severe anxiety and panic attacks. Right. 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 Um. And now don't get me wrong, all of us <laughs> can experience a little bit of it at some point because I know I've had panic attacks at Absolutely. points in time and Same. I used to have really severe anxiety. Same. You know? For sure. So I don't think that there's, I'm just letting people know that there's always a way through. Yes. You know, you don't you don't have to be stuck in it and stigmatized mm-hmm. and scared to tell people what you've been through. I think yeah. there's always a way out. 
Um, but like I said, what's worked for me is definitely working out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exercise and working out definitely helps out with my anxiety, like whew, tenfold, like yes. for me. Yes, But ma'am. that's my story. Of course. I can't, you know, I can't speak on everybody's journey, but I just know what works for me. Um, and I can't judge those who have more severe levels of it because you may need that therapy. I was able to, you know. Right, overcome. Post, yeah, overcome exactly. with that. Now, if I were to stop working out altogether, who knows? I'd probably just be like basket case, just running around <laughs> like crazy. But <laughs> right, right. I just found what works for me. And I love know? that. And see, yeah. I love that for you. For me, mm-hmm. writing everything down. Like I have so mm-hmm. many poems and things that I've written. Uh-huh. Just getting deep down. And some of it, it can be dark. We've all had those dark times and those dark moments where you don't really know how to describe what you're going through yeah. or what's going through your head. But I've had those and right. I write everything down that mm-hmm. I feel to a T. Right. And I'll go back and here's my thing. I will, if I'm going through a really bad time, mm-hmm. I'll go on my, my computer and I will type everything out. Every yeah. single, it'll be pages, girl. Like, right. 15, 16 pages of just feelings. It might not wow. even be poetry, but it's yeah. literally everything I feel that I don't know how to necessarily get out verbally. Yeah. I will write it down and I will shut my computer. I'll put that file away uh-huh. and I'll come back to it six months later to mm. see if I feel the same. the same. And if I can go back through and be like, you know what? I've overcome this, uh-huh. this, 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 this. Yeah. Oh, let me work on this because mm-hmm. I still feel this way about this situation. Right. This, this. And I just go through those pages and go through and go through and analyze yeah. how I felt mm-hmm. back in that time frame. Yeah. And relate it to present day. I and like that's helped that. a I like lot. That. You guys hear that? Pam is over here spitting some gems. You know what? That is so interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I've written stuff down before too, but the fact that you're actually doing like a, a follow up oh, and yeah. like saying, hey, do I still have the same emotion? Yeah. That means you're really in tune with yourself. Absolutely. It's like a mental time capsule, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, yeah. How do you feel about the issue of like suicide? You know, honestly, as a mom and as a mom of a teenager, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's crazy to see that there's youth out here that they don't feel comfortable enough to say, hey, I need help, mm-hmm. you know, and especially with children going through, you know, so many changes, you know, with the, you know, LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. like a lot of children are not comfortable enough to be like hey coming out or saying hey this is who i am right sticking to this is what i want to be this is you know Mm -hmm. because i feel like sometimes kids you know they go through phases and it's it's like oh i don't know you know but some children are it's instilled they know who they are you know what i mean yeah so it's hard and at the same time it's easy Mm -hmm. it's easier now than it was for us Mm -hmm. you know had you know our queer friends come out Mm -hmm. it it would be accepted but it would still be like frowned upon you know right right yeah now back in the boomer times oh Oh, no oh no no that was you know in the closet and stuff you know and got beat up but like now it's like it's more acceptable but kids are still scared and also the bullying too bullying has a huge impact with the mental health of children and a lot of kids i've been watching like documentaries and stuff like you know on netflix and hulu or whatever and um, talking about like 11 year old children, eight year old kids who are committing suicide because they are uh, being bullied, either cyber bullying or directly in the classroom. Yeah. Um, and not talking to their parents. So I feel I really feel that in that regard, I feel the counselors on the campus should be doing a better job of kind of like having an open eye. OK. To what's going on. OK. You know, I think it's a counselor's job to kind of scope the scene. And if you see someone getting harassed or bullied in the hallway 
take them into your office. They don't always have to just be sent there. Right. Like do your like you know what I'm saying, do your job. I feel like the teachers and the counselors should be more hands on. You know? And I also feel I like how some of the platforms are gonna stop kids under a certain age from being able to log on because Oh, I love that. You know, Absolutely love I think it. so many lives could have been saved, so many mental crises have could have been contained if right. it wasn't for what is social media at a certain age. Of course. Because what is it? Is it Facebook, like Meta is stopping at like 17? 17, yeah. Yeah. That's about right, you know? And it's crazy too, like you're mentioning the social media aspect. Also, I think that other um, platforms need to have like some kind of ban, not like ban, but just like a restriction, if you will, mm-hmm. on things. Because kids can, you know, if they're in that moment and they're yeah. they're mentally just like they're ready to go. Right. They can Google and look how to up how to, yes, how to shoot a gun, yes. blow my brains out, you know, stuff like that. So it's terrible stuff. We know? really have to do our part um, with this generation on helping raise them better because, you know, I feel like if we were to be more hands on, some of this stuff could be contained. Agreed. I completely That's just how agree. I feel. You yes. know, I feel like um, next time we should actually have um, a clinical, either like a psychologist or psychiatrist. We need to have somebody, a doctor come oh, to the yeah. show that we can sure. talk to about this kind of stuff and give you guys another update because, you know, we're not, you know, in that field, <laughs> we're just speaking off of experience of and how we feel. Um, also, if we have any psychiatrists or psychologists that are watching, please feel free to comment and let us know, you know, what are some some ways people can cope yeah. with these disorders we've been discussing. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. I love to hear it. Um, this has been a more heavy topic, For but sure. still it needs to be addressed. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. And don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. You know, also let us know. Let your friends know, you know. Right. Let's make this a whole community conversation. Yeah. You know, raise awareness and everything. Right. We try to cover all bases, you know, entertainment, you know, some more stuff that can teach you guys something. So, you know, here we are. Being vulnerable, talking to you guys. (laughs) So thank you for welcoming us, you know, and um, tuning in. So until next time, this is Nia J. And I'm Pamela Nicole. And this has been another episode of Dynasty Dynasty Queens. Queens.